0: So wrong with me, but whenever I see them on my TV, I can't tell the difference between Richard Lynch and Klaus Kinski. No, 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 no. To me, they're just so instinct. And whenever I see them, I always flinch because I can't tell the difference between Klaus Kinski and Richard Lynch.
1: Throughout history, many have planned to dominate the world by torture, terror, and unscrupulous cunning, but none was so ruthless as the woman they called Sumeru. So now tell me what you want.
0: You. At the moment, we need a man for a specific task. And if I refuse? Then you will be killed. In the war against mankind to achieve our aim, a world ruled by women.
1: Sumeru, the beautiful brain behind a dream. A dream that becomes a nightmare for any man who crosses her. Listen, whoever you are,
0: get out of here. Get out of here while you can. She's mad.
1: These are the lovely ladies of Sumeru's court. To meet them is fascinating. To know them, fatal.
0: Frankie Avalon, George Nader.
1: Look at me, whatever else I am. I am a woman. Oh yes, yes. Shirley Eaton, as Sumeru.
0: a Day. late Day. 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 i didn't even like her when she was alive
1: guest star Wilfred hyde
0: white being klaus kinski tell me something what's a rotten little girl like you doing in a nice business like this anyway why do you hate me i'm just a girl like any other any other what scorpion and introducing maria Rom. to this very special mini episode of Cinnambee Podcast. Uh with me tonight is I am Sans X, but look who's with me tonight. Is she's been gone for so long. I don't know I don't know what to do with myself. But uh the lovely Miss Jamie Sammons is here tonight. How are you doing JJ?
1: <laughs> I am doing well. I'm happy to be here.
0: I'm happy to have you again.
1: I'm excited to be talking about this FFM. <laughs>
0: It, with a, Come on. Yes. The, you know,
1: you want to say FFM?
0: What, what, what is FFM? <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Flippin' fun movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, had a, I had a lot of fun with it, too, actually.
1: It uses a whole lot of acronyms. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, speaking of uh, acronyms, uh, the big MM, the big old BM on our first edition of Who's Scowl Is This Anyway? is uh, Mike Merriman. How you doing, sir?
2: Wow, it's it's good to be back and so quick, too.
0: So, so fast, mm-hmm. so fast.
2: Tonight is what you would call what a lean cut of of beef yes because
0: <laughs> we're have one film but the reason I thought this one film is that uh we did we started a little game show on the sin beef podcast and Mike lost so the only true losers on the show would be us if he is if if, if you she won because in case you know the rules of the game uh started this shit this thing called scowls in Any anyway where you take we take three random plot synopses of a mixture of Klaus Kinski films or Richard Lynch films or maybe all three. You never know. And uh, they have to guess just by the synopsis if it's a, a Kinski or a Lynch film. And Mike lost, so we're doing this Kinski film as a review. So yay! Or right, else you go to picture. Even page...
1: though it barely counts as a Kinski film. Yeah. Although it. you do get to see Kinski in this awesome wig, so there's that.
0: And blackface. Nice. <laughs> Or, or 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 goldface or whatever he's got going on
2: in that robe or whatever the hell he was wearing, yeah,
0: oh my God, but the film in question for tonight is uh the million eyes of sumaru from nineteen sixty seven uh the plot synopsis is this. Subaru is a beautiful but evil woman who plans the world plan, whose plans world domination by having her sexy elf female army eliminate male leaders and replace them with her own female agents um yeah this, this 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 uh not really the lead but frankie Avalon's in this film and uh the helmet hair is in full effect but i'm gonna i'm gonna ask uh jamie what did you think about the film
1: well I had super. No, what? I had a super amount of fun with this. One, I'm in love with George Nader. Um, he just, he's got, he was macking so hard in this movie, he was oh, cracking me it's up. Bad. He couldn't even take two steps without some pussy falling in his lap. And I was just like, oh, this is fantastic. I mean, you know me, you know that I'm a huge fan of James Bond. Like, I love all the James Bond films, and Brian and I have been doing our Bond a thon. Um, and I just particular, my favorites are the Roger Moore years, but I also really love the Sean Connery years, but it's just, there's something about the way those movies today were made. No, the way those movies were made, then they would never be made like that today. And this movie would never (laughs) be made today with, I mean, it's just Flies in the face of of everything, from the no tikki no washi joke about the Chinese laundry, to the uh, just the the blatant all the women flouncing about and you know half clothed. Now this was a this was a film about a group of women who want to take over the world, yet um, they keep <laughs> they keep falling at the hands of Nate. Like every time he walks by one, they're like ah and. <laughs> So it just wouldn't really work in today's society, but I don't even care. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was so much fun. I didn't know anything about it going in like i I had never even heard of it, so I didn't know what I was in for. and when you all I knew about it was that it was a Kinski film, and I was like, "Oh God, um because <laughs> that could be anything." and then I start watching it and I'm like, oh, this is wow okay this is not at all what i i didn't know what to expect but i was not expecting this and so you've got west who is he's hopping all over the world he's doing uh you know cia-ish things he's supposed to be on vacation from the cia but he gets sort of grabbed into this whole uh take down this plot of women thing uh it was i don't know it was just really fun i mean you had um like this really fun gunfight at the end., uh, there was just like a siege, but by the the Chinese police on this this gaggle of women, and it was just every this huge gun battle with some really useless hand grenades. They did nothing. Um, <laughs> you've got Frankie Avalon running around. I mean, just sex left and right for no reason. and uh, <laughs> I, I it was colorful. it it looked pretty. I the, I don't really have any complaints except for that I think the score was a little too bombastic for what was going on ever. Uh it just this but then that was just this was 1967 that is not unusual. Uh scores back then didn't always make a whole lot of sense. You know, sometimes they did, but a lot of times they just kind of went crazy with it and um that's okay though it was I you know it didn't bother me that much I just thought it was funny um, and my favorite thing was watching one of the women get shot because every single time one of those women got shot they did this fantastic death scene where they would <laughs> just sort of stumble five or six feet turn around a couple of times and then fall over and it was just one after the other they kept doing it kept doing it I would just I was laughing it was fantastic I thank you for bringing this to my attention. Cause I never would have watched it otherwise. And I would have hated to have missed this. Sadly, Brian did not watch this with me. He, I told him I had to watch it. And I was like, it's a Klaus Kinski film. And he's like, I'm going to go take the dog for a walk. And I, <laughs> I said, I said, okay. So he came back and I was about halfway through it. He ended up watching the second half and I actually think he liked it. So um, we may be watching it again at some point so he can see the whole thing. But yeah, I had a great time. Uh oh, great. Uh Michael,
0: what do you think, sir?
2: Yeah, it was a pretty fun time. Uh the most fun, of course, was when the uh dialogue would switch to Spanish every ten minutes. But that was probably just the version I watched because I watched the one that was uploaded to YouTube. So <laughs> I
1: was that, gonna say I didn't have that problem.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was uh it was funny, but I mean, a lot of the a lot of the scenes that happened in, you almost didn't need the dialogue to tell what was going on. Um, I love like the how almost every scene was like staged for like the main characters to have witty one-liner comebacks to the sexy all-female army. Like uh, the part where she's like, "Oh well, I can be," uh, I think she it was uh, Nick West. I think she had him like captured and. She's like, oh, I can be, like, nice or gracious, whatever. And she goes to oh, kiss. Yeah. he's like, <laughs> I've had better in high school. And she gets all pissed off. Um, uh, yeah, I think when we were uh, playing the game show, what caught my eye on on this movie in particular was just the uh, synopsis. I was like, holy shit. That, that movie sounds like a movie that might be awful, but it's still going to be fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. I had fun Um, a lot. I love the scene when they they roll up on, I guess, the chick at the beach was like a double agent that they'd eliminate. And I love how she's like, I'm going to get away by backing into the ocean. Um, (laughs) That sounds like a safe route to just swim abroad. And uh, she, yeah, she ends up getting taken out. Um, Yeah, lots of this is one of those movies that, you know, it does a good job of like, being like a little sleazy, a little sexy, but there's actually no nudity that I remember. I mean, it, no, it's,
1: no, it's, I mean, of it's how implied,
2: it... right? oh yeah, it's,
1: but it's there, no, there isn't any, there's no, there's no blood either. I actually saw one, one time, one of the Chinese police officers got shot in the head as he, when he peeked around a corner and when he came back around the corner, there was blood on his head. That is the only time I saw blood in this movie.
2: Yeah. And you reference the siege. I like to call it like the, the, uh, the taking of Scarface's compound because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, whoa, we just jumped right into Scarface here, even though it was <laughs> way before that. But still, yeah, um, you know, it was it's a relatively short running time. I think it it's on IMDb. It says a an hour and thirty five minutes, but I think it was more like an hour and twenty.
1: Yeah, um, I want to say it was one nineteen or something like that.
2: Yeah, I think so. At least the version I saw, which I assume you saw the same version just without the benefit of uh, Spanish dialogue yes. every once in a while. <laughs> um, and it was it, interesting that Klaus Kinski's character, he's introduced by peeking through a door because he just kind of barely peeks into this movie. Uh, he He's not there a whole lot, but what you do get is, is pretty good out of him. Uh, and, you know, you know, like overall, I, I don't have a ton of... To say about the movie, but it was it was definitely fun. So I'm glad we ended up covering this one.
0: Uh, me myself, I thought it was a great film. I think it had all those elements of the the 60s Batman and Robin with, with the music going crazy, mm-hmm. mixed with a great GI Joe plot, if you will. Because the whole time Sumeru was doing her thing, and I, I kept waiting for her to say to, to to like take off her mask or something and say. Tomax Zamat go and get the Joes! I was waiting for her to say something like that, and it's a it's a wonderful plot. I mean, she has a gun that turns people to stone, and it's just gray makeup. But it it's so absurd that it's 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 ridiculous. Like she has like a Medusa gun or something. Mm-hmm. It is in is it physics there? No. Do you care? No.
1: Nope, not even a little bit. <laughs> Doesn't then, even matter. They're like it's our science. We invented it. Uh, okay. I'll go with that.
0: <laughs> and there's that great scene where, um, cause like, like you said, that our main character is just plowing these these super Asians left and right. All you gotta do is like give them the eyes and make out with them, and all of a sudden they want to bang them. And the penalty for that is death, of course, because it's diso- yeah. d- disobedience to to Sumaru, and uh, <laughs> she she she's not down for that at all.
1: Yeah, he can't. um, He he can't even be in the vicinity. Like when we first, when he first goes to spy on them, and he's kind of hiding behind the wall, and then the one woman walks, she just walks by. He grabs her, and then she's like, "Oh, the I forget exactly what she said, but damn it, I was going to use it as a as my the line as a line the next time I get pulled over by the cops. It was going to be like uh, the what'd she say The, the an air. Fuck! It was something like an air of masculinity I couldn't resist, or something like that. And um, he's just like, okay, so he starts kissing her. <laughs> like, wow! I thought at first, because this is in the toward the beginning, I thought she was setting him up. You know, like I thought she was trying to um, beguile him and you know use her feminine wiles to capture him. And no, she just really wanted to kiss him. <laughs> and so. And then, as the movie goes on, you realize that's just the way it is.
0: <laughs> he just this guy just gives no fucks. Like, even when he's getting whipped by Sumeru in, in her her crazy chamber, he's even even cocky then, like saying, "Yep, this is happening." And you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I can have any woman I want here because that's the way this film is treating this guy the whole time. That even in the face of danger, even in the face of of uh, assassination, he could lay them lips on these women and. He, they all would be forgiven by the, his, so his, his would be assassin.
2: He can foil their plot with sex.
0: Yes, indeed. So he's kind of he's kind of like a male poison ivy. Then see to go back to Batman and Robin. <laughs> but
2: um, I, I knew this movie was gonna be fun when like one of the opening scenes or really early scenes was the the chick had the the asian guy in the leg locker on his oh neck. that's yes like yes Mercy? and she's like no and then just
1: <sighs> oh <laughs> what a way to go
2: it's just just
0: <laughs> just just hanging out in the rumpus room of her, her palace and just just hanging out on the floor I, I thought it was professor Toru tanaka at first but i looked it up and that's not the case because he kind of looked like him a bit but um yeah that those leg scissors is a way it's a hell of a way to open a film It's like, you don't know why he's there, you don't know why, whatever. He obviously defied them in some way, but the fact that you got these beautiful 1960s women just hanging out, and one of them's like, yep, mercy? She's like, nope. And she she ends his his miserable life right there. But I think the best scene, the best scene in this entire film is when Frankie Avalon gets on the boat with the Asian lady and she tries to assassinate him. Because he was doing some some juking moves of Shatner like prof- <laughs> of, of Shatter like proportions, and it was wonderful.
1: I also love that he was supposed to be a British operative doing an American accent. Like he's like, oh, I can't wait till I can drop this stupid American accent. And I'm like, oh, really? Because I mean, he never ever ever. If that's the case, which is you know what he said, but if that's the case, he never ever 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 used his real accent so um i thought that was really funny Uh, his whole because he was completely unnecessary except just to be frankie avalon i don't and i don't have a problem with that i have no problem with frankie avalon being frankie avalon but uh, you could have taken him out of the movie completely and it would not have mattered um but whatever i don't i don't care i mean this movie was Racist and sexist and ra and rapey and I loved every second of it i don't <laughs> i I really 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 love it it's kind
0: of like reverse sexism sexism is it though because in, in a way the women were were pretty much well sumeru thought she was in control but but by by you know by by her by her chagrin our, our hero's magical lips just churned his women her, her women at any any point in the film well, well these were
1: <laughs> I guess it, dep- it depends on what era of feminist eyes you look through. Uh, if you look through the eyes of feminism from back then, then you know, yes, they were they were powerful, they were independent, you know, they were sexy, they were, you know, they were their own women. Um, if you look through the eyes of of them today, then you no, know, these women would be cast out because. You know, they're they're weak when it comes to men, they're weak willed and, you know, Um, I don't prescribe to that anyway. So it doesn't matter to me. I happen to think they were living a hell of a life trouncing around in their negligees, smoking cigarettes from cigarette holders and, you know, wrapping their legs around the necks of guys and choking them out. I mean, I don't What's wrong with that? she
0: she had an island paradise for for these women and you know just to to be all you had to do was kill people and you know that that that's fine you know
1: if only she had referred to their uh, their weapon as feminum then uh, <laughs> it would have been perfect
0: <laughs> Femininum. Hmm.
1: but it was uh, no i I can't even I can't even say enough about this. I thought it was really fun. I can't believe I've never seen this before. Oh. I can't believe I've never heard of it. Like I don't know how this slipped under my radar because this is exactly the kind of thing that, the, 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 that I love.
0: The poster tagline says it all I did, she rules a palace of pleasure. She is the most sadistic diabolical woman who ever lived who has no control over her people. That that's not part of it, but she has no control over her people. All, all it all it takes is one suave guy, and they are they're, they churn on her in like a second, which is, is a, uh,
2: yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, is is that movie Rio seventy a sequel to this?
0: There, there's as, a, it might be. There's called a Girl from Rio or The Woman from Rio, where we're um she she yeah. she reprises a role as as Sumaru, so I guess it's a, it's a sequel to to this movie.
1: Well, Spoiler: to... She does get mm. away at the end.
0: Yes, so, you know. but her her island gets blown up real good.
2: With, yeah, with, with, Sumo- with, <laughs> versus the Volcano. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which is more James Bond stuff, you know, because Blofeld living, living in the, his volcano lair, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Then making that masterful getaway at the end. And oh, it, what killed me is every single time she caught him. Okay. Oh, yeah. When they had the whole the Kinski thing, the plot to kill him, and then the, the girl that spoke, Helga, who's supposed to kill him, she's like, I can't do it. And then you've got the... Chinese girl that comes in and she's like, uh, she just does it. And then when she gets shot and falls down her, you know, her hat comes off and her hair spilling out and she's like, it's a woman. And I'm like, R- really? That The tits didn't give that away when, <laughs> or I don't know, the full face of makeup when she was standing there. I didn't for a second wouldn't have believed that was a woman. I mean, not a woman. Um, but so that was funny, but, oh, then they had the, they caught him there. Uh, Sumaru caught him and then she's like take no not there when they escaped then they went back to the hotel and then she caught him there and she's like take him back and Now, we've got plans for them. I'm like, yeah, of course you couldn't kill them right here like you've been doing with everyone else because that would make too much sense. And then later on, she's like, cut him down and kill him. I'm like, or you could kill him while he's still tied up because you're going to kill him anyway. But no, that would make too much sense. You know, (laughs) she's doing all those Bond villainy. I'm not going to kill you when I have the opportunity because that would not allow you the opportunity to get away kind of things.
0: Oh, I, the the parts with the president with the Kinski, the Kinski character, which is absurd, is the part where they they do break in, and they do they do pull their their Medusa gun on him, and they they do shoot him, or did they? Because all of a sudden he just comes out of a side room, and he's in like bronze face, and he got long hair now, like a see you thought that was well, was me, what didn't you or whatever he, his lines are? Because he's he's dubbed in this film anyway, so it doesn't matter, but uh, <laughs> it's um it just was so absurd, like yep. That's that is my my twin or something unexplainable, <laughs> and this is the real me, lo- looking like I don't even know. But it's really strange. But this film is filled with strange stuff, and I think it's very important to point out that these are real uh, Hong Kong locations because this was filmed at the the legendary Shaw Brothers Studios uh, in, in in Hong I Kong. Saw that. Yeah. So that's pretty dope. They get that that kind of street cred in a film like this. Yeah. And um. Yeah, Sumeru was sexy. I mean, one of my another favorite part of my film is is uh this this is a fun film you guys should all watch. I think you get it on a two pack on a Blu-ray for not very expensive. But um, there's a part. With what else? I, with with the the sequel.
1: Oh okay. And um, there's a. Well, I'm damn straight watching the sequel. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's a part where uh, of course on. Nick West laid the lady's lips on one of Sumaru's assassins and she fell in love with him. Of course Sumeru dispatches of her, she kills her. And then they, they, they put they put her 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 body in the hell hotel room to try to frame them up for this murder. And <laughs> there's, there's just the point where you're just laying next to her and just hanging out with her, like he he knows she's dead. He he's just so smooth that he doesn't really care. And all of a sudden the police are about and all I could think about was that part in Batman 66 where he says, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. And, you know, you can't get rid of a hooker, a dead hooker in your, your hotel room, especially as voluptuous as this one was apparently. But uh <laughs> just, it just was so funny that this film felt like Batman and Robin to me. It felt like G.I. Joe, but way before G.I. Joe came out, because this, this seems like a fiendish plot that would be set up by Cobra, having these sexy implants and in these different areas like it's just having a whole harem of women almost like uh the elsa films but not made for exploitation this is more made for comedy yeah and um i can appreciate films like this and if you guys haven't seen them starting the wonderful vincent price uh dr goldfoot and the bikini machine and dr goldfoot dr goldfoot and the girl bombs uh bikini machine has frankie avalon in it as uh your hero if you will and uh Girl Bombs has Fabian in it as the, the, the hero, and he's just acting crazy as a mad scientist, and there's... Uh, I think one of them has a hot air balloon chase in it or something. It's really ridiculous. But those films are pretty great, too. One of them's made by Mario Bava. I think the sequel was. So if I had to make a recommend from... from if you guys like this film, go check those films out as well.
2: Yeah, I want to see that. I want to check out the sequel, too, to see what that's all about. It says it's a Spanish film, so...
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Guy Sibian, mannered de uh, Sumaru. <laughs> we'll go into ratings. So it's Co-
1: not hmm? is is George Nader not in the sequel? Uh, is it ju- does it just follow Sumaru?
2: I think so because she's at like a different location. Uh, Surely. Man. Richard Weiler, George Sanders, Marla Rome.
1: That makes me sad. I would love to follow the West character. I think I wish he had done more, like a, a series of of movies with him, I would be all over that shit.
0: <laughs> Indeed. But, um, if you guys have anything else, nothing else to say about this film, I go into ratings now. Michael, what do you give a one to 10?
2: Ah, uh, I am going to say that this movie's not only fun. It's a pretty short running time. Um, it flies by pretty quick. Uh, there's, a lot of hilarious jokes in it. well for my crazy point of view i guess my sense of humor um and i think you should check it out Sh- uh, shirley eaton is great frankie avalon's kind of a riot uh klaus kinski for what he's in is great i'm gonna say that this is a seven
1: well i am i can't dis- disagree with all those points that's for sure um George Nader is suave as all hell. Frankie Avalon is, uh, even though he's kind of dispensable, he is adorable, so you got to love him for that. Um, It's sexy, it's funny, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's classic 60s, I mean, fuck, if you like Bond films and you want something a little sillier than that even, and a little, like, with even more chicks, then I'd say definitely check this out. I'm going to give this eight awesome beretted Kinski wigs out of ten.
0: Um, yeah, me myself, I I enjoyed the hell out of it too. It, it's 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 a ton of fun, and the Blu-ray in question is put up, put up by Blue Underground. You can go to Amazon right now and oh, cool, and purchase it for it's 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 a little pricey, but I think the the, the film you're gonna get at least the first one I mean, I didn't watch the second one yet, but. It's it's twenty two ninety nine right now currently on Amazon, but um you guys can go pick that up from them if you guys would like to explore the uh, the majesty of Sumeru and her her uh, her harem of of vapid ladies who get swooned easily, but, uh, but I'm gonna give it an eight as well. It's 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 a ton of fun. Like like Mike said, the version on YouTube is 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 it kind of makes it adds into the film the half of the Spanish language stuff in there. I don't know what it is. But, um, yeah, pretty great. But I'll stick it to you, Mike. Uh, push your stuff, sir. What, what you got coming up?
2: All right. So, uh, Evil Episodes is the main one. Horror TV, in fact, we'll be recording a new episode later this week. Uh, just about every show you can think of is pretty much airing right now. Uh, Plus, Ash vs. Evil Dead is starting again Sunday, Walking Dead next month, so it's ridiculous i don't know how we're going to cover it all but we managed to do it and then i also do a monthly show almost kind of similar to a cinema beat but it's called the theme warriors where we pick a theme and the four of us pick a movie to go with that theme and uh we're working on that because as x is absent from this show he's also a co-host on that so once he gets back from his vacation and we all locked down a date we'll be recording the next episode which the theme for the next episode is uh movies that released after the actor or actress in them died
0: is hairspray in that mix I'm curious about that
2: it you know I want to say that all four of us haven't made our pick yet so it could be it could be we try to like stay away from like like no one's going to pick dark knight cuz it's just it's too obvious, and that movie's just been talked about so much. There's really no need for us to rewatch. Or the Crow. It. Yeah, no, probably not the Crow. Um, I think I already said on Cinema Beep that I'll spoil my pick is Poltergeist Three. So. Uh,
1: oh, nice. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. So there's three mystery picks then, I guess, since everyone knows mine now.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. Well, we are uh, just released a special edition of the ABCs of Hidden Horror where we talked about the Blair Witch which is still in theaters so it's a special report and uh, we're about to record the final episode of our Phantasm retrospective tomorrow for the skeleton crew and also we have a new episode of Dark Regions Radio that is out and ready for your ear holes right now where we Uh, Brian and I interview two authors from an upcoming book, Return of the Old Ones, which is an anthology, which is a very cool anthology, by the way, because it has sort of like three books in one. It's got stories that take place before the old ones come back, stories that take place during them coming back, and then stories that take place post old ones coming back so that's a that's a really fun book we talked to two authors from that and i read one of the stories from there and it's sort of a dark twisted tale and i had a good time doing that and then uh, mike has already told you about evil episodes so there's when, that when
0: you say old and old ones i think about three amigos immediately for the part at the end where they're all sewing the the costumes together and stuff
1: <laughs> so, so, okay. so little old
0: ones so like the wind
1: <laughs> this is uh yeah this is a little bit darker than that <laughs> oh i think el guapo
0: anyway. is pretty dark that's that's all i'm saying you know just no i i get what you're saying i don't even make jokes about it but uh <laughs> that's what i think about when you use no, the old funny. ones is is those old ladies sewing the costumes <laughs> <laughs> oh my god as far as i go now uh, this show you're listening to now so to be podcast and uh two drink venom commentaries are both found on legionpodcast.com just record a brand new Sloppy Seconds, the movie sequel podcast, with uh Eric being back and uh Corey needed a babysitter so he couldn't be on there. But we were joined by Tim Gross of uh Blood Bass and Boomsticks. He's an author as well. And he um he reviewed uh Frogtown Two or Return to Frogtown, which is a uh, wonderful tr- wonderful yeah. trash. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that film. But um yeah, that comes on the Horophilia network. Uh, come rate and review us on iTunes. Come join the Sinvif Facebook group. Uh, we appreciate you guys chiming in when you guys can. But, uh, this is where I leave you. Hope we have more and more, we, we get more picks out of this, like, like this one. From this, uh, this silly game show that I concocted. <laughs> but, um, this has been your mini-episode of Podcast. Where if you got beef, we've got the grinder. See you guys next time.